Well, praise the Lord. Once again, Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. It's always an honor and a privilege to bring you the Word of God. Praise God. We're so grateful that you're that, uh, connecting with us and dialing in. Praise God, whether it be audio, video. Praise God. We're just grateful to connect with you. Anyway, today we're going to start us a new series in our midweek services. We're going to call it uh, Reigning in Life, praise God. And uh, we're going to go to Romans chapter 5. We'll just kind of dive into the word here. Romans chapter 5. And I'm going to jump into verse 17. We'll go ahead and read through some of this and uh, go from there. It says this, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one. Of course, in context, talking about Adam. Much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. That's where we kind of get our title here today. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation. In other words, what, based on what Adam did, it, it opened up the door for condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, of course, now talking about Jesus, the free gift, which is something to keep in mind, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life or righteousness. That's a word justified, justification, righteous, righteousness, all that's the same Greek word. For as by one man's disobedience, again, Adam's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous or in right standing. Okay, we'll talk more about that. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so as or so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I like that. That even so grace might reign through righteousness, okay, that's kind of a key thing, to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's go back up to verse 17. What I want to do here today is uh, I'm going to take some time, maybe define some of this. I want to uh, talk about reigning, um, you know, in, in this life. Um, today I'm going to talk about reigning as a king. That's going to be probably what I'll title this. Um, but it's all about reigning in life, uh, as it brings out in verse 17 here. But let's define some things and then go from there today. Uh, for if by one man's offense, I'm in verse 17 again, death reigned through the one. Much more those who receive, okay, that's, there's a key here. You have to receive something. The word receive is lambano, is the Greek word, which means to take hold of or to get hold of, to seize what's been offered is kind of what it breaks down to, to seize what's been offered, not earned but what's been offered, okay? And that's, that's pretty big today, all right? So there's something that's been offered, and we're called to receive it. Well, what's, what are we called to receive? Well, it says abundance of grace. The word abundance means to superabound, uh, superfluity, okay, which means um, redundancy, constancy, speedily, okay? So abundance, amen, of grace, charis, okay, which a lot of times we've I've uh, taken time to find that. It just means a gift or a benefit or a favor, but it's defined as a divine influence upon the heart, okay, and its reflection in the life. A divine or a God influence upon the heart, and then its reflection in your life, okay? So that grace comes upon you, an empowerment, okay, 
uh, uh, and influence. The word influence in itself actually is defined as a capacity or power to produce an effect on or in another. Amen. To impact, to imprint, to influence. It's all basically the same uh, synonyms there, praise God. But we're talking about receiving an abundance of grace, and it says, okay, still same sentence, and of the gift, of course, before and even after this, he refers to it as the free gift, okay, receive the gift of righteousness, and it says, then you will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Now, the word righteousness, let's define that. The word righteousness is defined as rendered right or right standing, uh, or having rights and privileges, or to be justified, equity. These are all kind of some synonyms there. But it really refers to the ability to stand before God without guilt, without condemnation, as though sin had never been. That's kind of what it means. So let me say it again. Rendered right, right standing, having rights or privileges, to be justified, equity, the ability to stand before God without guilt or condemnation as though sin had never been. That's what that word righteousness means. Now, grace um, is about an influence, about an empowerment, okay, that comes, all right, uh, about being influenced, all right? And just for the record, if you're if you're not influenced by God, you're probably going to be influenced by something else, just something to keep in mind, amen? And another thing to keep in mind with this, if we're not daily empowered, by God that is, then we're being daily depleted, okay? So hang on to all of this, okay? And again, the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about all these things and kind of bringing this out here. The word righteousness, again, right standing with, okay? Rightness, right standing, uh, uh, justified, amen? Now, the thing I want to bring out maybe to kind of kick this thing off is that the the whole plan of redemption, uh, you know, really the whole purpose of everything that God did through our Lord and Savior by, by sending His only begotten Son, um, the Word says that whoever believes on Him will not perish but have everlasting life. But really the whole plan, that redemption plan, is about restoring fellowship with God and man once again. And that's really what it was all about. And so righteousness, okay, the word righteousness is making, is referring to making a way for man to be able to come unto God regardless of past mistakes, sin, uh, you know, whatever the history is, it doesn't matter. Okay, all that's passed away. Behold, all things become new. So, you know, the word is real clear that you've been made the righteousness of God Okay, in order to make a way for you to come unto him. All right. So, in, in other words, the, the plan of redemption is to make a way so you and me can come before God, amen, to connect with God, to fellowship with God, to commune with God. And then grace is about that empowerment then that comes upon you, that divine influence. And when you go unto God, now, Grace comes upon you, amen, to empower you to do all the things that you're called to do. That's why later in the chapter it says that grace reigns through righteousness. And the reason being is because righteousness made a way for you to be there, and grace now is the empowerment for you to do all the things that you're called to do to be all the things you're called to be. Praise God. Kind of a, a cool uh, uh, cool connection there, or these uh, power twins so almost kind of thing, because they work together. Uh, righteousness and grace. 
But that's why it says in this verse, it says that we're called to receive uh, lambano. We're called to seize or receive what's been offered. Well, what's been offered? Well, grace, abundance of grace. I love that he says abundance. In other words, it's not going to run out. All right. And that gift or free gift of righteousness. Praise God. You receive those things and it says that you'll reign in life. Now, real quick, I think what I want to do here um, is I want to talk a little bit about righteousness. Now, I'm just going to kind of touch on some things and move forward here uh, because I think in the next, probably in the next week here, I'm going to take a little more time with it and kind of uh, dissect it a little bit more. Uh, but I'm kind of heading in a direction today. I want to make sure I get that uh, that task, that uh, job he's asked me to get done today, get that done, all right? So I just want to throw some things out to you. 2 Corinthians in, uh, chapter 5, verse 21, he brings out the fact that he who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might become, it says, the righteousness of God in him. That we might become, the old King James says, we might be made the righteousness of Him. Uh, later on in this Romans uh, 5 chapter, he talks about uh, that based on, on Jesus' obedience, we were all made righteous, made righteous. Now, the reason I thought that's worthy of bringing out because righteousness isn't really about doing as much as it's about being, okay? Not about doing, but about being. It's not so much about the actions as it is about the identity, who you are. See, if you begin to figure out who you are, if you will receive who you are, see, you're the righteousness of God. If you will receive who you are, you will begin then to walk in who you are, all right? But you have to receive who you are, all right? It's all about your identity, amen. And the reason I thought it's worthy of bringing it out, because a lot of times righteousness gets mixed up with holiness, okay? There are two Entirely different things, okay? Now, you know, holiness is about how you live, how you conduct life, amen, the, the lifestyle that you walk in, all right? Whereas righteousness is about who you are. Now, the, the scriptures are real clear that if you will walk in righteousness, you will begin to bear the fruits of righteousness, amen? In other words, so everybody around you will be able to tell who you are, praise God. But it first and foremost starts with the fact that a way was made for you to go before God, amen, under that redemptive plan, amen, to be who you're called to be. And the only way that can happen is you're going to have to have a way unto God. Righteousness made a way, amen, and then grace was there to empower you to then be what you're called to be. And that's kind of how this thing works. Some more uh, references I want to bring out. Romans 1 tells us in verse 16 and 17 that the gospel actually reveals the good news of the, of the scriptures here. The gospel reveals his righteousness from faith unto faith. In other words, there, your, your faith, your believing, your confidence in begins to grow and develop this, this, um, this kind of this constant uh, growth and development that begins to happen. Amen. As you begin to dive in the word of God, part of that is to bring out Amen. The understanding of the fact that you're that you walk now in his righteousness, okay, which is a big key. We're talking about his righteousness and not your righteousness. Now we know the scriptures are pretty clear that your righteousness is as filthy rags, but we're not going to God in our righteousness. We're going to God in his righteousness, which is really key. And like I said, next week we'll probably dive in a little deeper. Romans 3 brings out, verse 21 on there, it says that his righteousness, right, is to all and on all who will believe. That goes back to this Romans 5 reference again, that if you will receive 
what's been offered to you. Amen. If you will seize, amen, that abundance of grace and of that free gift of righteousness, then you will reign in life, praise God. But you have to receive it, praise God. But it's to all and on all who receive it, praise God. That's the key. Romans 10, verse 3 brings out that we're called to submit ourselves or yield to His righteousness, amen, not our own righteousness, amen. And that's, that's sometimes the struggle because we have a tendency to kind of look at ourselves and think we're not measuring up or whatever. I mean, when you start looking at yourself and comparing yourself with everything, uh, that, that's never going to go good for you. You're either going to think you're less than or think you're better than or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Neither one of them are, are good. But the point is this, we're not going to God in our righteousness. We're going to God in His righteousness, praise God. And maybe the last one I'll give you on this one is Philippians 3 and verse 9 talks about how our righteousness, now get this, our righteousness is from the law, okay, which is based on doing. It's based on actions. It's based on, um, you know, just how you perform, so to speak about earning something or whatever, you know, it all kind of fits in there. And that's kind of kind of make more sense here as we get into this today. But it says that his, it says his, or pardon me, our righteousness is from the law, but his righteousness is from God through faith. In other words, faith in Christ, faith in what he's done, all right? So our righteousness is about, you know, about doing, okay, which it never measures up, and that's why it becomes as filthy rags, whereas his righteousness is about faith or about believing or about receiving, come on now, what he has done, all right? And again, just another way of saying it, praise God, that we're called to receive, lambano, seize what's been offered here. It's offered to you to receive it, praise God. Stop trying to work for it and just receive it. Stop trying to earn it, just receive it. And this is what reigning in life is all about, praise God, when he's referring to that there again back in Romans 5 and 17. Let's go back to Romans 5 and 17, praise God. Hallelujah. Now again, until we receive who we are, we're probably not going to uh, walk in who we are, okay? That's just maybe a little bit more of my identity teaching there on that stuff because uh, the key here is to receive who you are and then uh, find that place in God, that communion, that fellowship in God, and then receiving then that abundance of that influence, that divine influence upon your heart so you can, you can walk this thing out. Amen. That's why they work together so good. But let's get back to verse 17. It says here, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, here we go, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So let's define that because that's kind of that's our emphasis here, okay, about reigning in life, okay? The word to reign here, to reign in life is talking about, it literally refers to a, uh, refers to a, a rule in dominion, okay, to rule in dominion. In other words, like a king would rule, to rule in dominion, to obtain royal power. This is what this word means, okay, to exercise kingly you know, as a king, kingly influence and control. As you kind of dive into that, especially when you get into like lexicons and you begin to look at this word, reign, it refers to the basis, it literally says this, the basis and foundation of power. The basis and the foundation of power, amen. It refers to a strength to govern, come on now, a confidence to win, 
and a stability or the ability to hold sway would be another way of saying that. So let me give you these again, okay? Because this is really key for this series. The word reign, again, means to rule in dominion, okay? So God wants you to reign in life, to rule in dominion, come on now, to obtain royal power, to exercise kingly influence and control, okay? We're talking about reigning in life here, so that's what he wants of you. It literally is the basis and the foundation of power. And I, I hope that comes out because I'm, I'm telling you that is, it is so true that when you get a hold of this, it literally becomes that foundation, that basis of strength and power in your life. Amen. It is also the strength to govern and the confidence to win, which is going to come up again, okay, in this, in this uh, uh, message today. It means stability or to hold sway. I'm taking my time on purpose, okay, because this is a key word uh, for this series about reigning in life. This is what God wants for you and me is to reign in life. Now, the only way it's going to happen, okay, is it, well, I should say at least the, the beginning of it, okay, has to be us receiving that abundance of grace and of that gift of righteousness. Anyway, praise God. So reigning in life. Um, just some other translations here. The Amplified brings out, uh, to reign as a king in life. Uh, the uh, uh, CEV brings out, uh, will live and rule like kings, okay? The Williams translation says we're called to rule in real life. The living translation says that we are kings of life. The new living translation says that we're called to live, I love this, live in triumph, all right? The Phillips translation says that we should live our lives victoriously, Okay, living victoriously. So one says triumphant, one says victoriously. I love the message translation says this, that we're called to grasp it, and it brings out, he calls it the sovereign life in the message translation, that, uh, that sovereign life. All right, so grasp the sovereign life with both hands. All right, that's why that same word, lambano, to, to seize it, amen, to seize what's been offered. All right, so we're called to grasp that that sovereign life, that life we're called to reign in, that reigning life, that in a sense, again, that, that uh, rule in dominion, obtaining royal power, exercising kingly, kingly influence and control, praise God, uh, a basis and foundation of power, strength to govern, hallelujah, confidence to win, stability, praise God, to hold sway. Amen. We're called to seize that. Amen. And seize what's offered, praise God, so we can hold sway. We can be stable. We can be confident, praise God. We're not wavering. We're not up and down. Hallelujah. We're staying with it, sticking with it, consistent, praise God, with this life. This is what we're called to do in God. And of course, hallelujah, as kings and priests, the revelations brings out, amen. We're called to reign as kings and priests, praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. So we're talking today about reigning as a king. That's, that's what I'm going to focus on for the rest of this uh, message today, to reign as a king. What does that mean? Okay. So with that said, um, let's go back to the old covenant into Isaiah, please. Back into Isaiah and uh, ver or chapter 32. Isaiah 32, hallelujah, uh, praise God. 
I love this, uh, this message. I love this series. Um, it's, uh, it's been a, uh, a key revelation to me uh, for the, probably the past 30 years. Um, it's just something that always, um, you know, that just keeps me moving forward. Amen. I just love what uh, comes out in this uh, teaching. Praise God. It's kind of really what set my life free. Um, I remember years ago, way in the beginning when I first got saved, didn't know much, didn't know nothing, didn't know who I was, and I uh, heard a little bit of teaching about this thing about righteousness, and, uh, and, and later on some things about grace, but when I heard that thing about righteousness, uh, I, you know, just like it, it, it finally, one day it just kind of, it just kind of came alive in me, you know, and um, I always kind of testify about it because I was at the time driving a forklift in a mill, or pardon me, in a, uh, in a in a plant. I was just getting some product out of the out of the out of the uh, rows, going in there to get some product. And the guy that went into that row with that forklift and the guy that came back out of that row were two different people. And the reason being is because I remember as clear as anything that when I went in there, I was meditating on some of this, and it came alive to me that I'm the righteousness of God that I'm right now, based on what Christ has done, I'm in right standing with Him. I don't have to try to earn anything. I'm not trying to gain anything or trying to somehow work for something in, a, in the sense of, uh, you know, just trying to impress God or some kind of thing or anybody else for that matter. It was about just receiving what's rightfully ours, you know. And, uh, and later on then, even got that kind of a similar revelation about the thing of grace, about that divine influence upon my heart to be reflected. And that's where, really in a sense then, where my intimate walk with God, okay, not just some normal Christian walk at most time people, you know, kind of live out there and whatever. I'm talking about the intimate communion and fellowship with God. That, that intimate fellowship, that intimate walk with God came out of this, okay, where a way was made and I was confident in who I was in Him was able to go before him, and every time I did, I got empowered to do whatever I had to do that day, amen, to live out what I uh, had to live out. And here we are, you know, 30-some years later, praise God, still serving God, still doing our thing, praise God. And none of this that I'm talking about today, none of it's changed. It's still the same. It's just as powerful today as it was when I first heard about it, you know, 30-some years ago, praise God. Uh, enough said about that. But uh, anyway, so this, this is kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, a real deal for me here. This is a thing that uh, that's real alive in me, I should say, uh, because of just what it's done for my life, praise God. So anyway, uh, so back to Isaiah 32. Let's go to verse 1. Now, we're talking about what it means to reign in life, right? Uh, and verse 1 just says this, Behold, a king will reign in righteousness. I love this. A king, okay, and we're called to live as kings, to reign as kings, okay. Uh, it says a king will reign in righteousness, okay. Here we go. And a prince or princes, okay, so we're talking about, you know, somebody, uh, you know, maybe the, the sons or those beneath the king, the princes will rule with justice, okay? So let's define some of this because it starts, it starts making some sense about what it means to reign in life here, okay? Especially to reign as a king, all right? Now, let's define it, okay? Now, the word king, uh, a king will reign, when you look this up in the Hebrew, because I, I think it actually kind of brings out one, one Hebrew 
word here, a king reigning, okay, a king will reign, is how it's worded in the New King James, uh, means one ascending uh, to the throne, one, that, one that who ascends to the throne, okay, one ascending the throne, all right, or here we go, receiving position, okay, one ascending to the throne or receiving position. In other words, if we're talking about a king reigning, a king just, just receives his position. He just ascends to the throne, okay? But it says he will do that in righteousness, okay? He will reign then in righteousness, okay? And we'll get on that here in just a minute. Now, the word prince, okay, in other words, a prince will rule, okay, is a statement here, meaning one striving for position, okay? So, in other words, a king reigning or king will reign refers to one receiving his position, whereas a prince ruling is referring to one striving for position. A big difference, okay? Uh, it says a prince will rule or strive for position with, here we go, with justice. Now, let me explain that. The word justice, okay, means judgment or judicial sentence, but it's based on what one deserves or one earns, okay? In other words, you know, you do all this, so you, you deserve this. Or you've done all this, so you've earned this, okay? So a, a prince is trying to, he's striving for position by doing all this stuff, somehow trying to work for his position, okay? Whereas a king, you know, who's reigning in righteousness just receives his position, okay? So there's a big difference here. You know, we're called to be more than just a prince, you know, under a king, we're called to be kings, okay, reign uh, in a kingly fashion. We're reign, reign as kings, okay? As I said, uh, you know, er, earlier, you know, about, you know, even out of Revelation, brings, we're reign as kings and priests under this new covenant, praise God, amen. So here we are as, as, as kings called to reign, but we reign in righteousness, Okay, in right standing with him. All right. We receive position. We ascend to our place, amen, by receiving what's been offered. Whereas a prince is doing everything he can to try to earn it. And then he feels if I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, well, I earned my position or my place. Okay. And that's not how God has set this up, okay? He set it up for you to receive what's been offered. And if you will receive it, now that doesn't mean there isn't some doing things, okay? But if you will, if you will receive what's been offered, you'll find that out of that, because of that abundance of grace and of that free gift of righteousness, you'll find that it gets a whole lot easier to do stuff. It ain't about you earning anything. It's not about you trying to do enough good to get God to somehow love you more or accept you more. This is not how it's meant to work. You're called to just receive what He's offered you, praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, uh, with that said, praise God, let's go down to like verse 16. Hallelujah. I got a couple statements here. Maybe I'll make them right now. Um, you know, kind of the difference between reigning, uh, a king reigning and a prince ruling is the difference between really being righteousness-minded versus being 
performance-minded. That's, that's probably going to come up here in the next week or so, too, a lot more. Okay, it's about relational uh, things with God and not just religion. Okay, sometimes this is the, what, what kind of uh, sets, sets that apart, the difference between just being religious versus a relationship with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's about knowing Him. Amen. And not just knowing about Him. Big difference. Now, again, I'm just tossing those out there because of, of where we're going with this. Those are things to keep in mind. So verse 16 now. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness. Now remember that word justice again. It's that same word we've seen in verse 1. Uh, talking about judgment or judicial sentence, stuff based on what's earned or deserved, all right? Now, I just want to toss this out here, too. I got to thinking about this because it's not that God, you know, isn't a just God. And we, we scriptures or even talks about, you know, where truth and justice, you know, will prevail. Okay, we're not, we're not taking away from any of that. We're just saying that you as a child of God, if you're trying to do everything just based on works, based on performance, Okay, that you're somehow think you're going to, you know, position yourself in God based on your performance. Well, then you've kind of missed it. You've already missed what God's trying to do. And it's going to be a hard road to hoe uh, because you're sitting there trying to earn something that's already been offered to you. All right. You're trying to somehow get accepted when you've already been accepted. You're already trying to get God to love you more when he can't love you anymore. And he does already, you know. So it's just, it's just a different way of looking at it. But see, it makes life a little, a little easier. And as I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but it takes away all the stress of serving God. All right? It takes away a lot of the struggle of serving God. All right? I'm just, anyway, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So let's look at this. It says, then, verse 16 again, Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. The work of, verse 17, the work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever, praise God. So let's define these now because I think it's, it's going to help us here. All right, let me get position here. Praise God. So verse 16 again. So justice, as we talked about it a minute ago, justice will dwell in the wilderness. Now, the word wilderness here, I hope you're hearing this because this, this, this really just kind of sets it out there, okay? The word wilderness referring to a desert, okay, uh, refers to an open field pasture, but it uses even the word, uh, one of the definitions is speech, but it's talking, it talks about speech in the sense of driving. In other words, it's talking about a harder life, a hard life. You're, 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 you're driving this, you're, you're working this land, you're talking, you're trying to get this to uh, change and it just it means that everything you're doing is just a little bit harder. So he said, if you're going to live by justice, everything's always going to be a little bit harder. Okay, it's like living in a wilderness. Okay, and that's not God did not intend for His people to live in a wilderness. All right, even the children of Israel, and you've heard me say this many times, was called to the wilderness to worship God at the Mount of God. But once the worship was done. He was going to lead them toward their promised land, which was only an 11-day journey, which turned into 40 years based on their own choices and decisions. And they ended up living a hard life for 40 years, not because God wanted it, but because of their own choices and decisions. So again, 
I'm talking about living a life, praise God, hallelujah, free from the wilderness, all right? Not a hard life, but more of a, a the simple life, so to speak, all right? Or a good life might be a way of saying it. Again, getting ahead of myself. And righteousness, verse 16 again, and righteousness remains in the fruitful field. Now remember, a king is called to reign in righteousness. Amen. You're called to receive that righteousness, okay? And here it says that righteousness remains in the fruitful field, which that is defined as uh, a field that's been planted or plentiful, refers to a full garden, an orchard, a vineyard, all right? But it also means park-like, like like a, a beautiful park. You go down to, you know, maybe your community has a beautiful park somewhere, has all the, you know, maybe, you know, just things for people to come and walk and and, and, and see the sights, and maybe picnic, and, and uh, maybe a place for the kids to play, whatever, all kinds of stuff. But a park is usually referred to as some beautiful place, amen, uh, that's, that's restful and peaceful, praise God. But it refers to a different type of life, a good life. Not the hard life, not a wilderness life, but a fruitful field, amen, the good life, praise God, amen. Then it goes on, verse 17, the work of righteousness will be peace, but the effect and the effect of righteousness will be quietness, assurance forever. Praise God. Let's define that. The word here, work, in other words, the work of righteousness refers to uh, the working of, okay, the action, transaction, operation, occupation of, but it just means what righteousness begins to work in somebody, okay? So it works what? Peace, it says. So what righteousness is working a thing called peace, which is that Hebrew word, again, shalom. Many times we've talked about that, which means wholeness, uh, prosperity, happiness, safety, health. Really just refers to everything working, nothing missing, nothing broken, everything whole, everything in order. That's what that word shalom, that's why they, uh, you know, on certain parts of the world, they greet each other, shalom, shalom. They're, They're telling each other, Praise God that everything whole in your life, everything working in your life, they don't ask how everybody's doing. They tell each other how they're supposed to be. Amen. Everything working in your life, praise God. So this is what he's saying, that righteousness works something. It, it's working wholeness. Amen. If you will reign in righteousness, everything becomes whole. Everything becomes complete, praise God, because it works peace, okay, shalom, all right? Now, the effect, the word effect here, means the tillage or product, the purpose of, the results of. So, and, you know, earlier it says righteousness works, peace, but here it says righteousness then also produces something in our life called quietness, assurance, or, pardon me, quietness and assurance forever, praise God. Quietness and assurance. Now, the word quietness means to be at rest, okay? Repose is a word which... You know, I had to look that up. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it means renewal, restoration, refreshment, okay? But it's referring to literally stress-free living. Remember, it's the good life, right? Okay, so, you know, in, you know, justice is all about when you're trying to earn anything, it's like living that hard life in the wilderness, whereas righteousness, amen, you remain in a fruitful field, everything that you need right there, stress-free living, praise God, everything whole, everything right. So we're called to reign as kings, praise God, in righteousness, praise God, we ascend, we, we receive our position, we ascend to our position, amen, by receiving, amen, this thing called righteousness. And out of that, see, we reign 
in that righteousness, praise God, Hallelujah. And all these things begin to work. All right. So the effect of righteousness, or we could say the, pr the product or the produce, what righteousness produces, there we go, is quietness and here we go, assurance, which is the maybe the last thing we'll bring out here in this in this message today, is about assurance. What does it what does it produce? It produces assurance, not just quietness or stress-free living, but also assurance, or here we go, confidence. Okay, which is a key word. Okay, remember we to reign in life is about about confidence in governing, about confidence in serving. Amen. So all of that that word confidence is real key, but it means a sense of security and boldness, a confident demeanor, a cool composure is another way of saying it, or coolness. Right, to be poised. Uh, presence of mind, uh, dignity un, uh, of manner, you know, all that kind of fits into that. But it just means, you know, when you think about a king who is uh, reigning in righteousness, he's pretty cool about it. He doesn't get moved by everything. Whereas a prince might be scrambling all the time, trying to work this, work that, work this, work that. A king just rules, okay, in righteousness. You know, he just receives who he is. He takes his position and he's not moved by, by everything. A king don't jump off the throne every time a fool opens his mouth. Are you, are you, come on now. I mean, you know, he doesn't chase after a fool all the time. You know, he's, he's more apt to just, you know, he'll just sit back in who he is, walk in who he is, and do as, and, and be as God leads and as God shows him, praise God. He just does the right thing, praise God, because he's ruling, hallelujah, he's reigning in righteousness, he's ruling, come on, hallelujah, in righteousness, praise God. And so I thought maybe uh, what I'd do, I'd close this out with this. And uh, again, like I said, next, next week we'll probably, we're going to take some of this and dive into it a lot deeper. But I just thought I'd uh, wrap it up with, with some statements here. Okay, in James 5 and 16, it just says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, in the, in the light of what we've been talking about, Okay, so it's about having confidence in your prayer life. When he talks about the righteous man, you know, his, that his prayers are effective, they're fervent, they're producing something, they're getting results because, listen, because he's a righteous man. Not about performance, it's about, praise God, receiving who he is. So he has confidence in his prayer life. That's what it means to have the effects, uh, the, the righteous has an effect Amen. Of that, uh, of quietness and assurance forever. Praise God. Romans 10, verses 6 through 8, right in there, it just talks about how the righteousness of faith speaks a certain way. It says what it doesn't say, and then it goes on to say what it does say. The word is near you. Uh, you know, it's in your mouth, in your heart. You know, it's what it's it's how we live. It's it's the right. It's what uh, righteousness of faith is all about. Amen. It's just what it's about, praise God. But the point is this, that even in your faith, your stance of faith, amen, that you will have confidence in your faith. You'll have confidence in your stand or your stance of faith. I'll just say it that, okay? Again, probably more of that's going to come out later here. Ephesians 6 brings out, in the whole armor, one of the things it says that we're called to stand there for, not only with the belt of truth, but which says with the breastplate of righteousness. Well, what's that all about then? Well, it's about having confidence when you stand against your enemy. Amen. You put that armor. You have, you've got part of that's about having confidence. 
being assured of who you are, praise God. And when you put that armor of God on, you know who you are. You take your stand against the enemy. You resist your enemy, praise God, hallelujah, standing against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly place. you got the breastplate of right. But see, you got some confidence, praise God, in who you are, amen. Hallelujah, standing firm, praise God, in your area of resistance, praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 34, he brings out this, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. But, but see, part of that, what that's about then, awake unto righteousness, he says that you'll have confidence in the area of overcoming sin. Sometimes one of the problems that people have, they constantly fall back under uh, uh, problems and issues and addictions and different things like that. They don't know who they are. They haven't got to know who they really are in God. And that's what, that's what righteousness is all about, right? It's not about doing. It's about being. It's about who you are. Amen. And if you will, have, if you will walk in who you are, you see, you're going to have that confidence to deal with any kind of problem area of your life. You'll overcome sin and no problem. That's why it says, awake to righteousness and do not sin. Praise God. You'll find, you know, you know, a lot of times people struggle. They, they might hear the do not sin part. So they strain and they struggle and they work hard to try to overcome this and overcome that when all along it's about receiving, amen, who you are so you can walk in who you are, praise God. Amen. It's about, it's about that uh, living in that fruitful field, amen, that stress-free living, that good life, praise God. Hallelujah. God's good. One more I'll give you. Hebrews 5 and 13 talks about him who uh, partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe, it says. And so the point being is this, you know, that it, it's about confidence in your growth and development. So if you're, if you're still just sucking on the bottle, so to speak, it says you haven't really come into who you are. You haven't received, or it says the, the word of righteousness and who you are in God. Amen. So as a result, you don't grow. You don't, you don't develop right. You don't have any confidence in, in moving forward in God and growing. Instead, you, you're too busy reaching back there again for that bottle to suck on the bottle instead of, instead of just stepping forward and growing, praise God. But see, when you know who you are, see, when you're reigning in life, amen, because you're receiving that abundance of grace and of that free gift of righteousness, you begin to reign in life. You begin to reign as a king. Amen. Amen. You're not, you're not afraid to take the step, amen, and move forward in God and, and, and uh, lay that aside and lay that aside and walk for, further, you know, for, uh, pardon me, uh, further forward here. Amen. Taking ground. Amen. Growing and maturing. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's amazing what uh, living in righteousness or reigning in righteousness really has to, uh, to, to do with our life, praise God. So anyway, um, next week we're going to dive into some more of this. Hopefully uh, you got something here today, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I just give you praise and glory once again. So thankful for the people of God who had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Lord, thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding, making some of these things clear and clear, praise God that we're a people that could reign as kings in life, praise God, that we can reign in righteousness, praise the Lord, receiving that abundance of grace and of that gift of righteousness. And we give you the praise and the glory for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I call you blessed, child of God. 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.